Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and it's good to be back with you. Uh, I've been away for a couple weeks and get to come back and join together 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions you can also text us directly at 720-336-0897 and would love to hear from you what the lord has in store for us today of course we know uh, today was the peaceful uh, transition of authority uh, in our government, and uh, we are grateful to live in a country that uh, allows us to vote and express our desire for the next president, and we will uh, continue as believers to live for another kingdom, uh, no matter who's in office. And we have obligations, do we not, to pray for those that are in authority, uh, to pray God for God's will to be accomplished and done, and we'll do that, and we'll continue to do that, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, we want to be faithful <clears throat> to keep our eyes firmly fixed upon the Lord. So important. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303 3,000, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was in California uh, for a week or so. I was teaching at my home church, Calvary Chapel in Downey, California. Uh, was the first uh, church, which is extremely symbolic and wonderful, that I was able to take the new book on the road to share with different congregations. Uh, the book, God's Help for the Troubled Heart, we finally finished it, and I got to share it uh, at Calvary Chapel in Downey, first thing, and share a message of hope <laughs> and encouragement. Now, technically, uh, it was <clears throat> technically it was a, uh, a message, uh, technically that was the second, um, the second church, because I shared with it here. Uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora, but uh, to go home, spend some time with my pastor, Jeff Johnson, his wife, Karen, and the fellowship family, even in the midst of COVID and all of the, <clears throat> you know, challenges and such, um, you know, it was good to be back. I also shared at a friend of mine's church, uh, Calvary Chapel in Santa Fe Springs, and we were super encouraged. So you can get your copy of the book. I want to encourage you to get it. Uh, it is it is a book that took years in the making. It started, unfortunately, with... Uh, really, I, I didn't know it was starting, uh, but it started with the loss of my son back in 2013. 
and what set in motion a whole series of events in my life. And the book was born during that time. And then after a few years, we put it together, edited it up, and and, uh, it is there. We're working on another book right now, uh, even as this one is being freshly printed. And the topic of the next book we're working on is how to be free from your past. It's a powerful uh, encouragement to trust in the Lord uh, looking forward. So give me a call. Shows nothing without you guys. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Of course, text me at 720-336-0897. Now, <clears throat> while we're waiting for some phone calls, I see a text came through. Um, I'm going to edit it a little bit. I'm not going to read it um, uh, with some of the vulgarities in it, but... Uh, I want you to know that there's a lot going on. So it says, thank you. I need a lot of prayer for a lot of areas. For almost 20 years, I've been dealing with the instability of employment and every life problem imaginable. I feel like Job. Uh, before God, I never had stability problems. <clears throat> and then he starts to get upset about employment uh, and about COVID. Uh, and and then he begins to be upset about God. Uh, and And then he or she, but... Um, I want to pray for this person. They're very upset, very mad. Uh, They say things like, my patience after 20 years of this blank is done. I get tired of God and his games. I'm tired of the games, games while I'm suffering financially. Uh, And so there's a a person that's super hurting, uh, even in the midst of uh, the pain, expressing themselves very um, expressively, having to face these things. So Father, I pray for this person who has texted us, who's obviously hurting and in desperation of finances and food, job instability, and, you know, the reality of, of the restrictions, what COVID has done, uh, all of the, you know, God helping us to navigate through things that are outside of our control. And in reality, just teaching us, Lord, how much is outside of our control to begin with. Uh, so I pray for them. I lift them up to you, Lord. Um, I truly do. I pray, God, that <clears throat> your hand would be upon them and you'd help them find stability in their employment. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go over to the phone lines now. Diane is calling from Denver. Diane, welcome to the program. Hi there. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you're on the air. Do you want me to tell you what I told Frank? Yeah, would you please? Because now you're on the air, oh, so everybody will get to hear certainly. it. Certainly. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Um, uh-huh. I was listening to a uh, pastor yesterday, actually, and he was talking about, can our loved ones see us from heaven? And I read Randy Alcorn. Oh, no. You got, cl- you got clicked off. You still there, Di- Diane? Of us because God says there is no tears, there's no crying, there's no pain, and quite honestly, if if I were in heaven and I could look down and see what was going on, I would be in a constant state of pain and crying. So, what do you think? Well, you got you got uh, disconnected for the middle of your program, right when you said Randy Alcorn. Oh no! Right in the middle of your I'm question, sorry. so that's okay. So I I think I understand your question. Um, Randy Alcorn, in his book, Heaven, makes a 
case for the possibility of people in heaven being able to see us on earth? And I suspect your question is, what is my view, yes or no? That's correct. So I did read... I did read Randy Alcorn's book, and I did find his view uh, very interesting. I think I I don't believe people in heaven can interact with the people on earth personally and individually. Um, there's no indication in scriptures that that takes place. Even though I I know Randy's ar- argument's pretty strong, and I do like most of that book, I don't agree with that portion of it. Um, I think the closest thing that we have. In relationship, it's been a while since I read Heaven, so I don't remember the 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 points that he laid out as why. I think one of them was the typical one: we have a cloud of witnesses in Hebrews. Um, really, contextually, though, that's not a passage that speaks of people in a cloud looking at us. Right. Um, it's, right. It speaks of the witness of the previous chapter. Um, and and then the closest thing that we have in the scriptures of knowledge of earth. Now, now, I do believe those that are in heaven and hell have a knowledge, at least in the current, um, in, in at least in the, you know, I don't know how it's all going to work, linear time, being in the presence of timelessness, but Jesus gave us that parable of the rich man and Lazarus, and the, the rich man in torments had a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, he had a current knowledge that he, his brothers were not with him and were not believers. So we know that because he pleaded for them, uh, but we don't have any indication. I, I don't. I don't really hold to any indication that people that pass on have intimate knowledge, kind of following us along. I don't believe. I don't believe that from scripture. I. I agree with you. Um, well, that was one. That was my question because I was in the. I I truly believe that with reading Randy Alcorn's book and doing the Bible study with that in mind of what happens when people pass, um, I wasn't. I don't agree with the fact that I don't that they can because how much hurt and pain that would cause. But then there was a good. Um, argument brought up about, well, we're going to be so busy in heaven, would we really even have mind to recall that? So I... Well, I, I, I think that... talking yesterday, I thought, oh, uh-uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Mr. Taylor, Pastor Taylor, because I don't believe that that's true. Well, I do, I do, th- I can't understand the other point of view, because there is a, there is, um, there is the you can put piece together biblically this. You could say God in his omniscience knows all things, and he has a clear understanding of our pain and suffering here. And the Bible says in First John that when we wait, when we're in the presence of Jesus, we will know even as we are known. And I know that speaks to a relational, uh, it's a relational statement in terms of intimacy and relationship with God. Like we'll we'll enter into our fullness of relationship finally. Um, and I, I I can understand how someone could conclude uh, that there will be some that 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 could mean that we have the same knowledge of God uh, in the sense of how He oversees things. I just don't think it's a strong enough argument to 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 switch on and say that we would even have any care of how things go. Like we would be living on the edge of our seats, hoping and wondering. And I just don't think 
that our knowledge when we're in the presence of God or our desires or our curiosity is going to be the same. I think we're going to be in a position of worship, in surrender, where as Isaiah is right before the throne, he's seeing that the angels and the glory and and he's just humble before him, humbled in the sense of desiring to worship. And I really don't subscribe to that okay. view personally. That's that's my thought. That oh, thanks we're for going calling. to be humbled also and yes, not I... not really care about this place. <laughs> So, okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm just going to stand on what I think it's going to be, because I would rather not like to think that people in heaven, my brothers could see me going, oh, don't do that, you know, and cause them <laughs> grief. So, you know, yeah, I... it's just when you have people in heaven, it, it becomes a lot more personal, which we all That's do, true. I'm sure, but it becomes more personal when you think hmm. they could see me. So you know, try to keep your P's and Q's in order, I guess. I have well, one more question. Your Bible okay. study at your church on Wednesday nights, do you do a Bible study from a book, or are you, the book is the Bible, you go chapter by chapter? Yeah, we, we go through the Bible, so we study through okay. chapter by chapter a different book of the Bible. So we are in First Peter on Wednesday nights and Hebrews on on the weekends. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your message, and welcome home. Didn't oh, know you, you were gone. Much. That's sad. <laughs> okay. It's good to be back. Thank, thank you. you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Yeah, you know, we. Uh, she brings up a good question. Uh, as a church, we've never chosen to study through a book. Uh, like other churches have. I think that became a super popular thing when Rick Warren wrote his book, A Purpose Driven Life, and then it just, man, so many churches study through someone else's book. Uh, and we we love we do book studies like that in different ways, maybe a men's study or a women's study, but we can never get enough of the Bible. And so we study through uh, verse by verse through the Scriptures. On to Maryland now. Michael is calling on line two. Michael, welcome to the program. Well, thank you and good evening. Good evening. I'm calling. Uh, I had to. I wanted to wish uh, the United States with the new president coming in that we have a good year and maybe people can get together for once. Okay, let's do that. Father, I pray for our country. Uh, we're entering in to an even more contentious year, uh, especially for uh, those that uh, will, well, for those that voted and the person they voted for uh, is not in office. Um, I pray for those that will begin to see legislation and a governmental change undo many things that we value. I pray for the unborn. Um, for the moms and the, the many that consider abortion as it makes it more open. Uh, and I pray for those that uh, it, it's, it's going to be a challenging uh, four years for our country, um, as it has been a challenging past four years uh, on both sides of the camp, Lord. The division among us uh, in our country is wide, and it's even spilled into the church. And I pray, God, as our friend in Maryland 
uh, is with us. I pray for Michael, Michael's desire to see um, more peace, not less. And um, only you can do that, Lord. Our, our unity is not in a political uh, candidate. Our unity is not in laws that we agree with. Our unity is in surrender to Jesus. And I just think of, Father, the challenges that Jesus walked into uh, and uh, how he came into a country with a with a world ruler that was murderous and traitorous and so much, Lord. It's overwhelming to us. So we pray, help us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to go back now to Colorado. Aurora, uh, Dan is here. Dan, welcome to the program. Hello, Ed. How are you today? Good, Dan. What's up, man? Well, I'm about ready to pull over. I was listening to the first texture that sounds like he just needs all kinds of help. I've prayed yeah. for him twice. I have, I'm a saver and a giver, so he sounds like definitely he needs some money. He needs some to exercise his faith in God. He needs all kinds of help, all kinds of prayer. Maybe he's listening and he can call you. Give me his number. Or I'll give you my number, whatever. Well, what? Maybe he can call back, give give you his number, and or I'll just give you my number, and hopefully he's still listening, and he can call me. Okay, here's what we'll do. I'm going to, uh, during the break, I will find the text, and I will text him directly uh, and tell him, uh, we'll, we'll make him call in, and we'll keep the money, or we'll keep the uh, phone number private, and so we'll just put you back on hold, and then you can give it to Frank, our producer, and then I'll text this guy back, and we'll try to connect you guys. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, so we'll yep. see what the Lord does. All right? I hear you. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Here, I got his number, so I'll text him and tell him to call in and talk to Frank, okay? Sure. Thank you. Sounds good. All right, 303-690-3000. Scott in Windsor on line one. Scott, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Good, Scott. What's up? Hey, um, I have a question for you about your book. Um, okay, great. I lost uh, a son last May. Oh, I'm sorry. And man. it's, as you know, it's a club that nobody really wants to be a part of. But the interesting thing to me in some of the feelings I've been feeling um, w- with regards to what you said about after you lost your son, it kind of motivated you to write. And I'm just curious, what about his death motivated you to write? That's a good question, and I appreciate you asking. I'm very sorry for the loss of your son. It's a, it's a very difficult path. Um, to be on it is a difficult thing to to experience and so I'm sorry for that and what happened Thank with you. the passing of <clears throat> you're welcome um, what happened with the passing of my son uh, is it it started a very difficult season of life as you well know and uh, it started a very challenging time in my life it started uh, deep deep grief and discouragement even depression and uh, it's it opened up my mind and my heart to a lot of hurting people. Um, I think I've always, as a pastor, I've always acknowledged the hurt and the pain. I've been at funerals. I've I've ministered to families. I think that I have served them to the best of my ability throughout the years. 
Uh, however, up until um, the losing of my, up until the death of my son and all the drama, it was such a difficult situation. It still is a very difficult situation with everything even connected to my son. Uh, and the, the, until that happened, you know, God was, God allowed that grief to be added into my life to give me a different perspective. And what, what happened when I came back into the pulpit and I continue to serve, teach you through the Bible, God led me to put together a series of Bible studies uh, from uh, different places in the Bible, a, a series called Hope for the Troubled Heart. And I just wanted to put them out there so I could refer people to them, so I could, um, our, you know, our, our church too, you know, as you well know, the people that are close to you and connected with you, uh, Scott, are going through it with you. And, and I just felt for everyone around me. I felt for those that were compassionate, hurting, lost loved ones, whether it was a child or a mom. And so I taught that Bible study as a series to really encourage everyone that's connected to us, to encourage people that aren't connected to us. And, and then the thought came with my assistant and I, uh, the thought came, you know, a lot of people like to um, read um, they minister, they're ministered to more through the written word than they are. So we took those studies and we re-edited them and reorganized them into a book form so that this could be handed out and given. And, and really what birth, what the, the catalyst in all this was deep grief. Um, and my desire to point people to the Lord during a difficult time. So there has been a little bit of misunderstanding about the book in the sense that some people mistakenly and still mistakenly think it was written about me and the story of my son and life. That's a book for another time, certainly uh, putting together things about our life story. However, this book isn't about me. It's about the Lord. And, and it's for anyone that is in any type of pain. And one of the things that I did to Scott and that you may start doing if you haven't already, is I started a daily prayer journal where I was very detailed on everything that happened that day. Um, just like a prayer journal. Uh, it's like if you had a recording of my, if you if you opened up your phone and started recording your prayers, I started doing that uh, while my son was still in the hospital. And, yeah. um, and, and, that is going, when we go back and start detailing for my prayer journal, um, that's going to be a phenomenal book to be written as well. So, uh, you know, everyone can know the story of what, uh, of my son, my grandson, um, all of the details that aren't public. Um, but one day probably will be, will be. Yeah. I, I feel a strong need to, you know, reach out to those, my, <clears throat> My son died of a, a an overdose of fentanyl, an accidental mm. overdose of fentanyl, and he had some problems and he had some challenges. Yes, um, and he was getting them under control, but um, it was something that caught him off guard. And I, yeah, I just see a lot of people out there that, you know, when friends and so on and so forth would come to me and ask me what they could do to help. My comment to them was, is if you see somebody that needs help, step into it. Don't yes. be afraid of it. Be that good Samaritan and, and help those people because more times than not, it seems as though they, they're, they're hurting, but I haven't been able to put it into action. And I, it just, you know, probably in the last, 
two months, it finally got my feet underneath me, started reading my Bible more regularly again, and finally started feeling, a, you know, God's peace in my heart again. But it just, it's a pain that never goes away. Um, and it, um, and I don't necessarily want the, the memory of my son, the pain that I, I feel for him to go away just because of, of, um, those are a lot of those memories are what I have left. And, um, so, but I thought it was interesting, your comments, and I appreciate you putting that information together for other people, because I do think there's a lot of people out there that need a boatload of help and has no place to learn. It's, you know, it's even, even as we started the show in a very challenging text message of, uh, someone being able to express the pain they're going through and, and it, it gets so overwhelming that you even start, some people will even begin to start to turn against God or be upset or have their, uh, their um, faith undermined. And, you know, you, you're in a very unique place that I know that when it's time, and I think that's the key, when it's time, the, you're going to have a lot to offer. I mean, you already have just your call and the people listening being encouraged by you. Um, you have a lot to offer and what you've just shared uh, the importance of stepping in and being available, listening to people, um, even you know, pe- even with the challenges of drug addiction or uh, pain, you know, a lot of times um, somebody becomes addicted to medication or overwhelmed by medication just because of a simple injury. It wasn't anything. It, it's just the world in which we're in is so hard and so challenging. So here's what I'll do for you, Michael. If you, um, or excuse me, Scott, if you will stay on the line um, and give your address to Frank, I'll send. I'll pop one of these books in the mail to you. Great, I appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, and then Frank will Thank get your you. info, and then he'll only share it with me. Thank. You. Thank you. Let me pray for yeah. you before we hang up, Father. I pray for Scott. I pray for the pain that he's experiencing. And the challenges that he's going through, God, the deep, deep darkness that he feels at times. And, and already, Lord, um, he has this desire to find a voice to help others. And I'm reminded of what your word says, that you're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Why? So that we might be a comfort to others in what they're going through. And that's really all it is, um, a desire to obey you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, we'll get Thank that. you. Love you, man. God bless you. Love you too. Thank uh, you. Bye bye. That's one thing that pain will do. Uh, it will open up uh, a deep desire to help others in pain. Um, but it's a it's it's a it's it's a hard road to travel. Um, and grief is a hard road to travel. Grief of any kind, and. The loss of a son is a hard road to travel, or a daughter. A loss of a mom, or a dad, or a brother, or sister. Um, you know, death. The Bible says death is an enemy, and we can't forget that. Death is an enemy. Uh, it is a. <clears throat> uh, it's an enemy overcome by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. 303-690. We're coming up on the break already. It's very hard to, uh, it's always surprising how fast the show goes. So we've got an open line if you want to call us, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000.
303-690-3000 is the number, and we're taking your calls and your questions today, um, as we do every day, um, opportunity to come together uh, and be encouraged in the Lord, be encouraged of what what is it that he wants to accomplish in our lives? How does he want to encourage us and overwhelm us with his love and his mercy and his grace? So I, we have an open line, 303-690-3000. And you hear the music. So we'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. Good to be with you. Good to be back with you. Uh, I was away in Southern California teaching at my home church, Calvary Chapel in Downey, uh, Calvary Chapel Santa Fe Springs. Uh, taking my book and a message of hope from the Word of God. And if you haven't heard yet, we finally published. Um, this is the actually the third book that we've put out, but to me it's the most important one. Uh, it's called God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And we have it available for you uh, straight on our new store. We just launched a brand new store, Calvary CO. That stands for Colorado, so wherever you might be listening, calvaryco.store. And that gives you access to our store here with a very uh, precise curated inventory of books, apparel that you can trust. Uh, It's not an extensive, you know, we don't carry everything. I think our inventory is a couple hundred things, but it's very precise for the spiritual growth of the members of our church. And now we're inviting you to come and you can get a copy of the book right there, calvaryco.store. And a lot of apparel there, a lot of things you can remember to pray for us. Uh, And the first book I wrote was one on spiritual leadership and servanthood. Then we wrote a little pamphlet, kind of COVID-related, but not necessarily. I didn't really make COVID the focus, although it does speak to the feelings of, man, it's never going to be over. I'm not going to get through this. It feels feels like it's taking forever. We called that uh, pamphlet, You Will Make It Through, and then the book uh, is out, and I'm taking it around the country. Um, and when they when the doors open up for around the world, we're going to take it on the road to different conferences around the world to bring hope into people's lives, and we, calls it, we called it God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And who listening, who among us, whether deep, deep grief and depression or worry, anxiety, fear, whatever pain it is, doesn't have a troubled heart from time to time. Even the disciples, remember, Jesus said in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Of course, we have troubled hearts. And I know the feedback uh, of this book, not a day goes by, we don't get more feedback. A lot of warfare surrounding this book too, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, it's not fun. Warfare is not fun, but it's so good to see the enemy uh, to see people that, uh, you know, that to see situations that, you know, people that say, oh, we're a believer, but they act like they're not believers just rise up. It's like, okay, 
let the Lord do what he wants to do and let the enemy do what he wants to do. But we're going to keep our eyes on the Lord. Isn't that great? I love it. 303-690-3000. Where are we? We're in Denver now. Suzanne on line two. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks so much. First of all, um, I want to say thanks for reaching out to senior folks. If I heard a commercial about you guys, right? How are you guys doing? Oh, that? right on. You probably did. Cool, wonderful. And <clears throat> the second thing is, and there just may not be enough information about this, but I'll have to hang up after I ask the question. Um, okay. So that that thousand year reign, you know, as we understand it, and as we may not, um, and where the devil will be, um, kind of not around. Um, Will, will that will that in, will that affect our ability? Uh, I, I guess Christ may be there, and His helpers may be there. Will that affect our ability to um, to be a different kind of a people? I mean, will we still have a sin nature and that sort of thing? So that, that's I mean, there may not be information about that, but I just wanted to ask. What's well, a good question? You know, you've got two types of people during the millennial period. There'll be those with glorified bodies who will not have their sinful nature. That That's for you and I. Um, that's how we're going to enter into the millennial period. And then you'll have people with earthly bodies who live through the tribulation and into the millennial kingdom. Uh, so it just depends on what type of person uh, you're referring to. Those with glorified bodies are going to rule and reign with Christ, while those with earthly bodies are the ones that are going to be ruled over. Okay. What, 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 I mean, so... Scripture says our enemies are um, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I just wondered, <clears throat> since he was being kind of put out of the situation, if that would make it—I mean, who knows? Would that make it a little easier for for uh, fallen people? Or <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, during the millennial period, the, there it's going to be the perfect. It's going to be the perfect environment. Jesus Christ is going to be ruling and reigning, and there'll be those growing up without having to deal with the reality of the devil using those two things. There'll still be sin, there'll be sinful nature, there'll be, I think part of the ruling most likely will be enforcing righteousness on those that may want to rebel, but the environment's going to be wonderful. The testing really will be when the devil's released at the end. Um, the The testing will be how the at the, the end of the millennial period, people will have to make a decision on who they're going to follow. And at the end, people will still, at the after have, living under the perfect conditions on the earth, under the millennial righteous reign of Jesus Christ himself, will still absolutely reject him, which is mind-boggling. It is. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Pastor. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, it's it's a it's mind blowing, and we don't we aren't giving much information. But when you put the passages of scripture together, uh, you know, children born in during the millennial kingdom, they're going to have responsibility of faith in Christ like everyone else. Um, but not all the children born during the millennial kingdom will come into faith. Uh, those that do not will be deceived by the devil to rebel against God as he's released at the end of Revelation chapter twenty. Unbelievable. But that just goes to show us that 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 is the real that's the that is the issue um, that that we face. The issue that we face is that no matter that whatever the conditions might be, um, everyone has a responsibility to choose to follow Jesus. Period. And even in the perfect, most perfect conditions, people will still turn against God. All right, let's go to line three now. 
Uh, Laura is calling from California. Laura, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. I just had a prayer request. I had heard the text number uh, the other night, because I'm usually up pretty late. So I hear your program about 1 in the morning. And uh, it struck a chord with me because I was like, okay, that's interesting. It's different. So I sent the text and asking yes. for prayer because I have anger issues, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm frustrated with this for 20 years of not being yes. ho- able to hold down a job. And uh-huh. it's like, and it all started when I followed God. And I understand that it's not supposed to be perfect and peachy and, you know, everything's, you know, 100% wonderful. I get that. But before God, I never had any problem holding down a job. And I held the same job for four years, and then ever since then, it's, it's not stable. I haven't worked in three years. I finally got a job last year, worked 30 days, and the bogus coronavirus all over the world shut everything down. And I say bogus because it's nothing more than a flu. To me, it is. Okay, I understand people are dying and and all of this stuff, but I also see things a lot differently than most people. You know, I understand it is a form of a wake-up call. That's the way I look at it. It's a wake-up call. So, to people so Laura, who, yes. Laura, let's yes. pause for a second because let's talk about let's talk about something more close to home for you, and that is this sense that you think that after nothing really began to become difficult until after following God, and so you're the one that texts in. I take it. Yes, you're the one that texts in and. I could tell from the text, you know, I edited it a little bit and we need to do, we need to keep it edited. So, because we're on live radio yeah. right now, right? Um, but I edited a little bit because I could tell that you were very angry and frustrated. And, and let me just say this to start out. I'm, I'm very uh, sorry for the pain that you're going through. Um, and I know that it hasn't been easy, um, for a variety of reasons. Um, and that, that it's hard. It's hard to navigate through this world, especially as you start to factor in other things that are outside of your control and, and the, you know, just having to deal with everything coming to a point in your life, everything that is come to a point, come to a place where you are frustrated and hurting and that your faith is undermined. So you, you're listening to Christian radio. Are you also a part of a church family? No, I was, and I was for 10 years, and then yes. I just some things happened, and I had to walk away. So I church. noticed you had like a... But I didn't like walk a, away a not- from God, and I didn't walk away from right. listening to the sermons. My issue is, I don't, I don't want anything watered down. I'm sure. kind of like, you know, the sons of thunder. I'm like, no, well, everything must be real, and nothing phony. So let me help faith. you with... Let me help you with that. You, I noticed that you text in from a 909 area code. So that put you like in San Bernardino, Riverside. Where are you? Yes, San Bernardino County. Okay, so the, you know there's a, there's a church up in that area called The Barn. Have you ever heard of them? No, very interesting. Okay, I want, would you look up that church, The Barn? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it is, it might, they might be found, let me see if I can find it for you. Uh, but your first, the first step, um, the first step for you in kind of, cause I think you text because you want to get out of this too. I think you text well, because yeah. you want to, you want to walk out the, the first step is going to be to be, become a part of a local body of believers. And so the name of the church, you could find it barn, but it's also, um, uh, 
Calvary Chapel, San Bernardino. Okay, and, and they're fiscally responsible because that was my problem. I don't like I don't like fiscal irresponsibility. I get very perturbed about a waste and and waste just waste everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a part of that church. So I yeah. can't specifically like answer that, but I I tell okay. I can tell you this: they've I'll been around. Them. Yeah, they've been around for 40 years, uh, mm. and the the Lord is using them in great ways. And let me just um, uh, let me just Pastor Lee Co. Uh, has been mm. around for a long time, so I, heard that um, I know him personally, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say yes, they're fiscally um, uh, responsible. Uh, <laughs> we're part of that family of churches, and I, I, I know Pastor Lee for a long time, so uh, I think that you will do well to walk in the doors and introduce yourself to this fellowship family, and I think that God has some for you. So let me pray for you because okay. we got other calls on the line. Yes, yes, and. And we'll, um, Frank is going to connect you because somebody, so here's what happens on radio. I share your message. Your text was the first one there. We prayed for you, edited it. You know, we edited out some of the things you said. We prayed for you. Somebody else, Dan, (laughs) Dan (laughs) heard that and said, hey, I like to help people. And Dan here in Colorado wants to reach out to you. So what what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on hold right now. Frank is going to give you the number so you can connect with Dan, and then you're going to go to church tonight, 7 o'clock. They have service tonight at 7 o'clock. Oh, I would love to, but I can't. I can't. They're I have on to baseline. finish my ceramics, but in two weeks I will. Okay, fourteen ninety nine baseline is where they're at. Okay, I know where that is. All right, so I'm going to put you on hold. Father, I pray for my sister here in California. You know, you put these all together. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always amused, God. Uh, how you do things, uh, it's it's neat and wonderful, and I'm grateful for your faithfulness to Laura. It's hard for her, challenge. She's she's angry and upset, Lord, and and I know that um, you minister to the hurting and the angry and the upset. And so I pray for a job for Laura, God, first and foremost, that you would give her a steady job, even like the last one she had for four years, and that you would also give her this a fel- this um, new fellowship family of what you want to, um, you know, how you want to minister to her and how you want to um, put her into a family to encourage her, to strengthen her, and to help her, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 303-690-3000. Now, this is, this is how things, this is a very interesting thing because... Abounding Grace Radio is the teaching ministry here uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We're on the radio all around the country and around the world. And we're on the radio in Southern California at 1 a.m. And somehow, I don't know if we mentioned Calvary Live at all on on our broadcast. You know, I don't what if the producers are putting things together. But somehow, Laura's listening to K-Wave at 1 a.m. in the morning. And getting some kind of connection ends up texting us for prayer. I think she texted us for prayer because that's our prayer line. And it's sitting here in my inbox for the show. We're praying during the show live here in Colorado. That is a different radio production of our church. And we're praying for her and ministering to her. And then Dan's listening and Dan's connecting. And you just can't script this stuff out. The Holy Spirit moving and whether Laura knows it or not, 
whether she knows it or not. She is in the midst of God working in her life. And it may not get better. It may get worse. It may get more challenging. But that doesn't undermine the faithfulness of God. And that's really uh, the, the heart of the book that I wrote, God's Help for the Troubled Heart. That's the heart. I want to remind you of God's faithfulness through people's lives, in your life, even when it doesn't feel that way. I mean, it's been almost eight years now um, since uh, my son passed away. And, and it's been almost eight years since the difficulties that are continue to be ongoing. Um, we live with that every day. And it gets crazier and worse sometimes every day. It's just unbelievable. The, just unbelievable. But pain upon pain. Uh, difficulty upon difficulty, but the Lord's still faithful. It doesn't matter. We're not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm I'm not going to quit. And maybe that's for you. I, I received a text today of someone that, um, and this is how I responded to it. I won't tell you who it is. Obviously, it's, I'm going to keep that private, but it says, Ed, I'm going to be taking some time. Pre, please pray. Uh, love you, bro. And I said, what kind of time? You need to talk? Please don't do anything to harm yourself. And then the te- this is all texting. Come back. I'm not. I'm just sad in a horrible situation. I don't know what to do. And then my response was, call me. Call me. And you, every, if every one of us reached out to a hurting person and said, call me, the Holy Spirit can, I mean, this whole thing with the elections, the, the, the whole thing with um, politics, it's, uh, all of this has gotten many, many people, your eyes off the Lord. And COVID and your view of COVID, kind of like Laura, she's got an interesting view. I know she's not alone, but I'm telling you, we got to get back to being the church. And like my buddy here, I, I remember I remember getting a text like this once and the Lord just opened up and I had the opportunity. I hopped on a plane the very next day and flew to Murrieta, California to be at the bedside of a, of a, a brother that used to be here that tried to commit suicide. Like, we just need to be the church. And I didn't do that as a pastor. I did that as a friend. I mean, I, I guess I did it as a pastor too because that's the role that God's given me. But like, we just do it as the body of Christ. Listen, the world's going to be the world. Um, or or today, you know, uh, checking in on a brother, seeing if he's sober. Uh, he fell off the wagon. He slipped. Okay, well, let's get back up. Let's get on it. Um, my encouragement to anyone battling alcohol or drugs right now is any sobriety is good sobriety. So let's get back up. Man, we love it when you're sober. We, you are such a better person when you're not on drugs. You are such a better person when you're not under the influence. Um, your mind is clearer. You are, and for some, you're kinder. You're more gentler. And, you know, I've been sober for 30 plus years. Why? By the grace of God. Not because of some steps or I've taken or, um, and so whether you're reaching out to someone that's dealing with, you know, alcohol, drugs, the church has to be the church. That's the message here at Calvary Church this year. Yeah, everything's going on. It's wild, out of control, but the church has to be the church, period, period, period. You're not going to get anything else from Calvary Church this year except you got to be the church, <laughs> and we're going to go after the lost. And, I mean, we really haven't, we, we weren't distracted this year. I mean, we were challenged this year, but the focus of our church we just keep hitting the same thing. We, we're like a one string guitar. And the only string we have is love the Lord God with all our heart, soul, and mind. 
And what that leads to is loving our neighbors ourselves. That's our string. That's what we pluck. We may not be the cleanest. We may not be the swiftest. We may not be the most, you know, have all the bells and whistles. We may not have it all together, but what we have is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to, if you become a part of Calvary Church, uh, you listen to Abounding Grace, you're a part of Calvary Live. Anything connected with this little fellowship family in Colorado, it is going to be um, what can we do to further the gospel of Jesus Christ? That's a, the heritage for 21 years. And no matter what challenge we face, that's the string we're going to pluck over and over again. Back to Colorado, Linda in Wigan, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hey, Linda. I have a, um, just a word of encouragement for you and Scott. I've yes. been part of your club for 19 years, and oh, I just I'm want sorry. to encourage you that the burden gets easier. Um, my daughter died after five years of addiction to meth and left behind two beautiful grandchildren. Um, she died in a, because of bad choices. She died in a car accident. But she, before she died, she told her Sunday school teacher, I, this is my last chance to get it right with God. And I know she did. Um, 19, uh, yeah, that was 19 years ago on November 6th. Four and a half months later, our son died in an accident eerily like his sister's. And um, I, I was a teacher at the high school at that time. Many of my students knew my my two kids, and it stunned the community. It, it stunned the kids, you know, because kids think they're invincible, you know. Yes. And they... Um, but this really got their attention. Um, I knew we were in the public eye. I knew we had to represent Christ well wow. and his, um, his saving grace for us. And so, like Scott and like you, that often propels us to do something to honor the Lord. We just have to do something that's part of that grief journey. And so what we did <clears throat> was um, at our, over Christmas break, we would have a youth roundup as we called it, and we would um, get a uh, Christian band to come to the high school in the gym. We would get a Christian speaker. Um, one year we got Miles, the Denver Bronco mascot. He didn't talk oh, much, wow. but <laughs> we, had <a> good time. <laughs> we had Shane Hammond, a wonderful Christian man. He was the Olympic weightlifter at the Athens Games, and he went to another Olympic games, I can't remember, but, um, you know, we just got some people with some credibility and yes. uh, that could relate to young kids. We fed them pizza and cookies, oh my, and we gave uh-huh. out Christian CDs. And the stories that came back from that years later, even as the as our, my students graduated from the universities, they'd say, you know, when I was going through a rough time, you know, I pulled out that CD and I listened to it. And it really meant a lot to me. Um, as the years went on, uh, the connection between our kids and my students um, got bigger and bigger. And pretty soon, the attendance went down, you know, and, and what have you. So we don't do it anymore. But I'll get calls from people, and you will too, uh, who are going through the worst nightmare of their life. And they need to know They need to see your face. They need to know that you made it. They can make it. And that's what I always tell them, is if I can get through this, 
my husband and I, if I, if we can get through this, you can get through this. Yes. And, um, and we, we like to tell people that when our daughter died, the first thing we did was pray and recommit to our marriage because we knew any, any crack in the foundation of our marriage was going to bring it down. And uh, and then when our son died, we did the exact same thing. We recommitted ourselves to each other and to God. Now, that doesn't mean that I wasn't mad at God sometimes, sure. but it's like being mad at my husband. I'm mad at him, but that doesn't mean I don't love him. And then mm-hmm. after I was mad, I apologized, and I <laughs> tried to see it from his point of view. And, you know, it's just been, like Charles Dickens said, in the tale of two cities, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I don't think I've felt closer to the Lord since um, since all that happened. I mean, He just carried us physically, carried us. And I know what it means now when people say I had a touch from the Father, because yes. we had that. We had yeah. a physical touch from the Father, and that's a treasure, uh, a beautiful, beautiful treasure. So I just yes. want to encourage you and Scott. You're going to thank you. You're going to get through this. You're you're going to be fine. Uh, you're not ever going to be over it ever ever. You will always have um, uh, what do I want to say? Grief. You're you're going to ha- your heart's going to hurt. That that's that scab is just always going to be there. And that's part of grief is learning how to live without them. Learning to live with a new normal. And it takes yes. years and years and mm-hmm. years. But God is faithful. Keep your focus on Him. If you look that's at your right. situation, you're going under. But keep your focus on Him. That That's just my word of encouragement for today. And um, God bless you. Well, thank you. And I, I think that you gave some really great encouragement that you will get through this. Like it does, It does get better. And that's hard for someone to hear in the beginning because you feel like, man, I can't. I don't ever see this getting better, but God's faithful day by day. Kind of like the, um, I was thinking this, ministering to someone recently, like the children of Israel, when they came into the land, God said, I'm going to give you the land little by little because uh, I'm gonna, you're going you're gonna to conquer it, not all at one time, but it's going to come little by little. Otherwise, the land and the people would eat you up and destroy you. And I think coming out of grief and coming out of the depth of grief, I mean, you carry grief with you into the presence of the Lord, but coming out of grief, it's little by little, you celebrate the victories and you, you're able to, um, stand. I, that's the message I've been taking to churches. You know, I, I was just sharing a little bit of the testimony on, you know, last Wednesday night, as a matter of fact, it was last Wednesday night. And one of the things that I'm able to do is just stand in the pulpit and say, look, Marie and I, my son, Josh, Caitlin, uh, we are still standing by the grace of God. And if right. we can be standing you too can stand in it. It gives a tremendous amount of hope, just like you said, to be present, to be to be available, and and to be surprised. I'd add, you know, if you're, you'll be surprised how much right. strength God gives you in your weakness. Right. And thank um, you. And I've also the Lord has also given me a platform <clears throat> to speak at women's retreats. And so if you ever oh, wow. need one, let me know. <laughs> but I well, thank uh, you, you so know much. That I am. I am every parent's worst nightmare, and I, that's how I open my speech, which is called "Flying yes. Through Fog." And um, and I just wanted to, want to tell these mothers how important salvation is for your kids. 
you can't just let them decide on their own because you don't know how long you're going to have them. And um, anyway, it's, well, it's been quite um, a journey. Do me a favor and send send me a link. Email me a link to somewhere where you shared that message so I can listen to it. In, I, how about if I text you? I have never had anyone record it successfully, ever. Oh, that's a bummer. No joke. <laughs> you know what you should here's here's what I here's what I suggest you do. I suggest you get out your phone and you record it into your phone. Ah. Uh, and. There is the way technology is today. It sounds like that might be a message that you need to share and get it recorded, get it recorded. If it's, if it's in writing, send me a, send me the script or the manuscript. I but do. It may, I, I, I it have the manuscript. I can send it to your church. Yeah. Send it to ed at edtaylor.org. Oh, dot org. Okay. All yeah, right, email me at ed at edtaylor.org. All right. Thank you, Pastor Okay, ed. sister. Thank you very much for your call. Uh-huh. Sure. Bye. Bye-bye. And today is just a reminder that there's encouragement all over the place. And Linda is in Wigan, Colorado. I have a feeling Wigan is way out in the middle of nowhere. And that's what radio does. It takes us all all over the country, even all over the world, and helps us encourage one another. I can't tell you how encouraging this show has been to me. I'm glad to be back. Look forward. Services tonight, 7 p.m., Calvary Church here in Aurora. Go to calvaryco.church. We'd love to be a part of your life, encourage you in the Lord. This is exciting times to serve the Lord. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.